Hey, it's the Banner 18 Podcast, Episode 3. Here we go. You are listening to Episode 3 of the Banner 18 Podcast. I am Danny Priest, joined as always by David Stein. And today we are going to talk about three games we've seen with the Boston Celtics in the regular season little Jalen Brown stuff and our last set of predictions that we're going to do because after this, I think we're out of things to predict. So we'll wrap it up this week. But to start, we've seen three Celtics games, uh, obviously started off on a high note with Jason Tatum's game winner and then tough game against Brooklyn, not necessarily a surprise. And I would say probably a bad loss the other night in Indiana. Uh, So we'll start with Things we've liked. Uh, I can go first. I got three names that I like, and it's Jalen Brown, Tristan Thompson, and surprisingly, Semi Ojale, even though he wasn't very good the other night. Uh, But in terms of Jalen, I just think he's been really good, really aggressive, um, attacking the hoop. He's been patient in pick and roll. He's doing a lot of those next step things that we talked about wanting to see him be able to do this season. I think that's been really big for them, especially being able to score points. It hasn't had to be just Tatum doing things because he's brought a lot to the team as well. Uh, Tristan Thompson, I think, has just given the Celtics nice extra element in the paint that they didn't really have last year. I think he's physical. He's shown a willingness to defend whoever they need him to defend. Just kind of a solid guy to have around. And then Semi actually showed some signs of life in those first two games, which was kind of a surprise. So hopefully that keeps up. But those are the guys who kind of jumped out to me the first week for the team. Uh, what about you? Well, I think Semi's listening to us because I think that's we have to give him credit for how he played. But the one that really stuck out to me, besides the ones you mentioned, was um, Peyton Pritchard. I thought he did a really good job considering, you know, they didn't have – summer league or anything like that and they only have two preseason games you know he looks really comfortable in his position for rookie and the fact that he was taken after Naismith and yet Pritchard's the one getting a lot of the playing time I think says a lot about how good he is as a player like against the Pacers he came in and he was hit like two threes and a floater and had like an assist to Robert Williams like that so I think he's really something that the Celtics need right now because I think with Kemba being out, you can kind of see the offense get stagnant. I think when he comes in, he's kind of that spark they really need on offense. But I like Thompson as well. I think he's been just a great rebounder, like pick and roll guy. And I think he just provides a lot for, you know, someone we just kind of picked up off free agency that I don't think anyone was really expecting that much out of him. Yeah, I think Pritchard too. Playing the Pacers, he reminds me, and it's not just because of he's small, white, four-year college player, but he looks a lot like T.J. McConnell when he plays, who's on the Pacers right now. He can be everything T.J. McConnell is with a much better three-point shot. That's actually a really good bonus for where they drafted him. So I think that's been interesting. Really the only mistakes he's made so far that I can recall are He's a weird tendency to step out of bounds. He's done it like four different times when they've played. But other than that, it's been really solid early on. Hopefully we'll see Naismith at some point and kind of see what he's got and what he can do. But I think Pritchard has a leg up right now because he's just further along. 
defensively than Naismith is. I think they trust him to play for that reason. So he's been steady. And uh, I thought it was funny. I think it was last week you had said Robert Williams is like one step forward, two steps back. That's always kind of been his thing. Game against Indiana Sunday night, perfect example. He plays like one of the better games of his career and then gives up a layup to Sabonis that loses them the game in the end. What did you think of him through three games? I mean, you know, we took him, what, like 27th or something? We took him relatively late two, three years ago. And I mean, I, th- I think he's good because he's in that spot where, you know, he's, he's not like a shooter. Like he had a mid-range shot against the Pacers, I think. But like, he's kind of still trying to figure out, I think, his role. But <clears throat> based on how like Tice has been playing, I think he's kind of earning more minutes because he's much more athletic. And I think his upside is higher than Tice's. So if he can just kind of like limit those mistakes he makes, because like we just said, you know, he does like a lot of good, but also can make a lot of mistakes. So if he can just kind of learn to minimize those mistakes this year, I, I wouldn't have a problem with him starting. Cause I think, you know, he, he's athletic, he's long, he can be good defensively, can offensive rebound, you know, just quick, easy alley-oop, you know, he offers a lot that I think, you know, guys like Thompson and Tice don't. So, you know, he's, he's getting along. He's, he's getting there. He flashed some really nice passing too in the game on Sunday night. Uh, but we'll talk about real quick some areas of improvement too. I think one of the biggest thing has been trying to put together a full 48-minute effort. Um, like Sunday night, they came out really strong. I think they were up 12-2. to two And then they just constantly have these terrible third quarters that kind of sunk them against Indiana. Um, we saw it in the Brooklyn game. They got blitzed in the second half in the Milwaukee game. They had a tough fourth quarter. So I think a full, like, sustained, complete game focused effort hasn't really been there. That's the biggest thing I'd like to see them improve upon as we go into the second week of the season. What about you? Yeah, that was my first one, literally word for word, because watching the Pacers game, like, that third quarter, they came out so flat. and They got down, like, you know, eight, nine, ten points against the Pacers team that's like good but not great like they should they should beat a team like the Pacers and when you let yourself down like that you know we shouldn't have to put in that much effort just to get back in the game when you had a lead throughout the entire first half so but that's always been our issue I think recent for past like few years I feel like we have always never really been able to play like four quarters of quality basketball but the other thing I'd say that we need to work on is offense because we have the talent but I feel like sometimes it feels a lot like iso ball more than you know moving the ball around I think when we do move the ball around you know we make a lot of good plays and we score but Tatum and Brown are so good I think that I think without Kemba sometimes they especially Tatum you can see it when you watch it I feel like sometimes he thinks he has to go iso a lot which he can score obviously off iso but it kind of limits what you can do on offense and it kind of stagnates and then you kind of saw that against the Pacers. It allows teams to kind of just make up ground a lot quicker. So if we can kind of just find like more of an offensive identity, that'd be good. But I think it has to go with who we have in the lineup, because I think when you put Tice and Thompson out there, like Tice hasn't been that great this year. I think, I think he's kind of, I mean, it's only three games. I don't want to, you know, rush to anything, but you know, losing Hayward, you have to make up the offense somewhere and replacing it with Thompson right? He's not really a shooter. And then Tice, 
Tice doesn't hasn't done much offensively. I mean, he's good for setting like picks. Like he, they've been calling that like foul, where he like seals someone off. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I think we need to go small ball because you know we're just not we're not fluent enough offensively with two bigs to like make it work. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff from um, I started this going around on like Twitter and stuff about. Tatum hadn't taken a free throw through two games, uh, and I think the Celtics lead the league and like drives it over per game. The thing I'm seeing with Tatum is him not taking a free throws. I don't necessarily think that's been a function of the referees not giving him calls. I think a lot of times when he drives, he tries to like contort his way around defenders and finish rather than just absorbing contact and finishing through it. So that's definitely something I'd like to see change for him. I feel like that's probably a film thing that he can recognize, and then he just needs to work on building that habit. So that was something else that I wanted to pay attention to. Uh, but I want to talk about Jalen Brown. Um, through the first week, he's – I don't think, like, you can kind of debate. He's played like an all-star to this point, uh, just in terms of his scoring, rebounding, what he's done defensively. He's been in a really high level. He's actually probably been better than Tatum in two of the games so far, if not all three. Uh, I think he was definitely the best player in the Brooklyn game. A lot of them had off nights, and he was really good in the opener too. I think Indiana, he should have shot the ball more, but we don't need to get into all that. So I have the names of, I believe it's 13 players who were all-stars last year, or they were snubs. I'm going to say the player's name to you. You tell me, yes, he can replace them in the All-Star game this year, or no, he can't. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. First one, just played him the other night. Monis Sabonis was an All-Star last year. Do you think Brown could pass him this year to become an All-Star? I don't think pass because I think they'd probably be there together. I think Sabonis is really good, really underrated, right, you know, because he's in a smaller market team, but – he just won player of the week right in the East. So I don't think he'd replace him yeah. necessarily. Cause I think if they were to be on the team, they'd both be there. Bonus is a good player. man. He'll do a lot of stuff. Next one is interesting. Um, just because we don't really know where his situation is going to go this season, but I think his talent will probably keep him in the game regardless, but you tell me what you think, um, Ben Simmons. I mean, you know, my feelings on Simmons. Um, I think Brown's much better. Like, I'll, I'll give Ben Simmons credit, right? He's an r- extremely good defender and a great passer. He's athletic, but I, I, don't, I don't see all the hype. Like, I, I just haven't personally. Could just be hate, but I, I, think, I don't think he's an all-star level player for how, for how good he's supposed to be, right? Everyone hypes him up like this amazing player. I'm not saying he's bad, right? But for someone who gets paid max money and your team hasn't made it out of the second round, with all that talent, like, I, I, don't, I don't see it. Like, I don't think he's anything to write home about. Yeah. I'll do his teammates. So, I think we can rule out Kemba. He's not going to play enough to be an all-star this year. So, his all-star spot is up for grabs. Tatum, I think he'll probably get to that all-star level. He's been a little, like, up and down through three games. But I'm guessing you'd probably think he can get back to that level, too. It's not even like he's played bad. Like, I think he, 
like I said, I think he thinks he has to play too much ISO at times, but I think for how, quote, bad people might say he's been playing, you know, I'll take like 25 a night <laughs> as a bad night for Tatum, right? He still has so much room to grow. Like, he'll definitely make it. I don't think he'd start, but I think he'd be one of the first, like, bench guys. Yeah. For sure. Uh, this guy, controversial guy. He's coming over from the West. Russell Westbrook was an all-star last year. We know he's going to put up his numbers. You think he'll be an East all-star this year? Is he someone who competes with Jalen for an all-star spot? That's hard because, I mean, you got to remember, it, it can be a popularity contest at times. But what's crazy to me is as good as Westbrook has been, like, you know me, right? I'm an OKC fan, so I love Westbrook. He, he never starts in an all-star game. Granted, he was in the West, but, like, for how good he puts up numbers, he was never really a starter. So I think in the East, it's hard to say. I think he'll get a spot. But, like, if hypothetically, if it came down to Jalen versus Westbrook, I mean, you could probably argue that Jalen should get there, but I feel like due to, like, popularity, I could also see why voters would be, like, you know, put in Westbrook, right, the main brand. Yeah. All right, we can skip Giannis because he's probably going to be a captain. I'm lost in the game. That's the easy one. This one's interesting. Uh, Pascal Siakam, who I haven't watched a ton of Raptors yet this year. I know he's really bad in the bubble. I don't think he's going to be that bad again. And given the fact that he is a forward, it's kind of a shaky position at times. I think, like – He's a talented enough guy. I think he's going to be back in the All-Star game this year. You think so, too? Yeah, I think so. Like, he has to take on more responsibility now, right, because they lost a few guys. But they haven't won a game yet, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on just because, you know, record matters, right? Like a guy's like Devin Booker. Not to say Toronto's bad, right? It's only like two, three games. But yeah, they haven't looked like that great. I watched, like, some of their games and, like, you can definitely tell they're still trying to adjust with like losing Gasol and Ibaka. They lost to the Spurs, right? When we just when we thought the Spurs were dead, they're two and zero now. <laughs> but uh, we could uh, Trey Young's gonna be in. We can skip past him. Embiid's gonna be in. Doesn't matter. He's a center anyways. I think Bam's gonna be in. He's a center. Jimmy Butler was an All Star last year. Um, he's tough because I don't know where his health is at. I know he missed the second half of the Christmas game. Um, Miami, I think they're going to be good, but they have so many effective players on their team who contribute. Butler's not necessarily a big stats guy, so I feel like that could kind of get lost for him. And He might be somebody who gets jumped for an all-star spot, but like you said, maybe at the end of the day, popularity wins out. What do you, what do you think of Jimmy Butler? I mean, I don't think Jimmy cares. Like, he doesn't, you know, he's just a... <laughs> I, I love Jimmy Butler because I, I mean I feel like people say he has an attitude but like for me it's more like he's so competitive and he wants to win it's like that's the kind of guy I'd want on my team I think Jalen get over because I think he'll have better stats but like for Jimmy he could he could care less right his team made the finals and he just wants to get back there and win so if yeah. he has to take like a smaller role right because like Hero's been coming on still have Chris Dunn right and you have a lot of other guys on that team like Bam um, his stats will definitely like diminish, but he could really, you know, he doesn't mind as long as they win at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, next name is a guy who I think is probably going to fall out of the all-star game this year. That was Kyle Lowry. 
Um, like you said, I think Toronto's probably a little bit worse. He's another year older. Um, just depending on the thing we don't know is like if Jalen Brown's in consideration, is he slotted as a guard or a forward for the all-star game? Because positions kind of change things, but I think, in my opinion, I think Lowry's going to fall out of it this year. Maybe uh, maybe Westbrook's the guy that replaces his spot. I don't know, but it's hard for me to see Lowry being an all-star. Do you think the same? Yeah, I mean, he's still very good. Like, I've, I've always, like, hated on him, but, like, at the end of the day, I know he's a good player. But, you know, you get older. You have Van Fleet, who I think is better. He'd be probably a more likely candidate than Lowry. And there's just more people now in the East and like Westbrook, right? Like you mentioned. So I think his window is kind of closed, but that's not to say like he doesn't deserve it if he plays at a good enough level. Like he's been an all-star several years, but I don't think that's necessarily like is like end all be all, you know, he has, he's got a fat contract and he's had plenty of all-stars. So probably not a big deal for him, Yeah. but he'll probably slide out. I'd say. Yeah. And the last name on the list, um, Unless you think differently, I think this is another one we could skip over. Uh, Chris Middleton, I think he's going to be an all-star again for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then the snubs from last year. Jalen Brown was obviously one of the big ones, so feels like he has a good shot to get in this year after running through that list. The other guys were Bradley Beal, Jack Levine. I really like Bradley Beal. I think he should have been an all-star last year. The Wizards weren't great, but He's like an incredible scorer. He does a lot for that team. It'd be nice to see him make an all-star game. Zach Levine, I'm less excited on. Um, Bulls have looked like <laughs> probably one of the They're in their tanking early this year. They've already started. One of the worst teams in the league. So you're looking at those three guys from last year, I think, ranking who's most likely to get in. Probably Brown one, Beal two, Levine three. You think the same, same order there? Well, I mean, you got to remember Durant's got to be in there too, right? Because he wasn't on the team because he was hurt last year. So he's got to be number one. You'll probably start if I had to guess, right? And also, I don't, I don't remember if Kyrie was an all-star last year because of injuries, but Kyrie might have made it, and then somebody dropped out because that's how Devin Booker got in. But I didn't look back. Yeah, gave up their spot. But like, yeah, like he'd probably either start or at least be like top of that list too with Durant just because those two were banged up so it'd probably be those two but out of those options yeah Bradley Beal right he was averaging like 30 a game I think that's more than enough to be deserving of a all-star team yeah all right uh so last thing we'll do today is do our best to predict the first second and third team all NBA teams this was kind of tough to do but it was also kind of interesting to do um, I hate the position breakdown. I think having two guards, two forwards, and a center is kind of dumb. I think it should just be like the best five on the first team, the second best five, and the third best five. But I guess you got to kind of break it up somehow. So I'll go first. We'll start with first team. We'll do a pipe position. So I'll say my guards. You'll say your guards. So and so. So the first team. All NBA guards. I had Luca. If he's billed as a guard, I think you can make a case that maybe he's a forward. For the matter of this, I put him as a guard. And then this was hard, but I put James Harden as my second guard. I think 
He showed it in the opener, regardless of who he's playing for, what he's doing off the court, how fat he looks going into the game. He came out, had almost 40 and 20. He had 44 points, 17 assists in his first game with G leaguers and undrafted guys around him. So just given his talent, I think like he's going to be a first team guy no matter what. So Luca and Harden for me. Well, I had Luca as well for my guard, obviously, because I picked him for MVP. Um, and I, I went with Lillard. Uh, this was tough. I was thinking Harden too. It was like between 1A and 1B. But I think Lillard, um, he just has the potential to be, you know, one of the best players in the league. And I think through three games, like he hasn't been amazing. But, you know, once I think you get further into the season, you know, he's the type of guy that kind of like knows when his team needs to turn it on. And like when he does, I think we'll see those like 40 point games, like where he just does the unthinkable. But I mean, I could easily see Harden as well. I thought I didn't have any expectations for him because it, you know, from all indications, it always is like he wants out and then he goes out and puts on a ridiculous performance like he did. So it's hard to say if he'll keep that up. That was really the only thing for me. It's like, is he just doing this to get out or to prove that he's still like one of the best players in the league? I don't know. Yeah. Lillard's, uh, Portland's had a weird first week. They, they were really flat in their opener. They got, crushed uh, and then their second game they came back and won McCollum was really good in that game and then last night Lillard pretty much closed out the Lakers by himself but they'll be fine he's gonna put up his numbers I think he's a pretty steady pick to make an all-NBA team if not first team all-NBA uh, so forwards it's pretty easy um, just a legacy pick LeBron's got to be one of them I still think he's at a first team level and then Giannis is the other. It's hard to put another forward in over him. Yeah, I had the same. Like, the only person I consider is Durant, but solely because Durant's going to be on load management, like, tonight or tomorrow, whenever they play next, he's already been ruled out. Um, I got to give the nod to Giannis. I think if they were fully healthy, I'd give it to Durant, but he, he's just not because of that injury last, uh, a year ago. So I'll give it to those two. Yeah. And then first center, um, I went with Nikola Jokic. I think he, of the, I guess, big three centers, you could say, that we kind of have in the league, it's probably him, Embiid, and Towns. Um, Towns' team is not going to be good enough to warrant him first team All-NBA. And I just think Jokic is a better player than Embiid. I think he does more. So he was first team for me. I put Anthony Davis just because I think – I think the Lakers will be the number one seed and just because he plays with LeBron and kind of a popularity thing, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Anthony Davis, but it could easily be Jokic as well. I think Jokic, people know he's good, but I don't think people realize how good he is until you watch him play a full game right. where you realize how much of the offense really flows through him. Yeah. For the purpose of this, um, I had Davis as a forward. I don't know. I'd have to look back at the old teams to see what he's listed as, but he's going to be on my second team. So uh, we'll move to second team now. I had for guards, Damian Lillard as one who you had on your first team. And then I'm a little bold with the second one, but I actually put Trey Young on there. I just think Hawks are going to be better. He's one of the best offensive talents in the game. And I think if they can be 
in the playoff conversation in the East, he's going to probably be recognized as one of the elite point guards that we have. So I don't know if it'll happen this year. Maybe he's like a third team guy, but just got a little bold, put him on the second team. I had Trey Young as well as one of my guards. I think through the first few games, like granted, they haven't played anyone that great, but you know, he's looked really good. Looks like he hasn't missed a beat, still getting better. I had him and I had James Harden because like I said, he was my one B. So I think those two make the most sense based on how everyone's played so far. Yeah. Uh, forwards for me, I Davis, like I mentioned, um, I'm down as a forward. He's going to be an all NBA guy, no matter what. And then second forward pick hurt me because I tried to go bold again, pick somebody who I thought was out for revenge, trying to get his after a tough season last year, gave it to Paul George thinking he's going to play more than Kawhi. He's going to shoot the ball. Well, the Clippers are going to be good. Like, you know what? He can bounce back. He can do this. Then the Clippers go out. They lose by 50 or wherever they lost to Dallas. They had 27 points in the first half. I wanted to take him off this, but I kept him on there because I put him there originally. But I already feel dumb doing it. I wish I hadn't. So kind of a waste of a pick there. But it was Jordan Davis for me. Interesting, for sure. Um, my first one was Durant, like I said. You know, I think just on name brand alone, he'd always be on the team. And if he was 100% healthy, I would have put him at the first team. But, you know, he's looked really good so far. Um, if he's not already 100%, he's close to it. He's looked great next to Kyrie. I think he has to get the nod. And this one, I, I know you're probably going to laugh at, but I honestly think he's played really, really good so far. I, I went with Brandon Ingram, man. Yeah. I think... I think he's been really good for the Pelicans so far. I don't know if I'd necessarily put him this high because there's a lot of other guys to contend with, but I think he's looked great. He's averaging near like 30. He's shooting the ball really well. And just like he is the guy, even though there's a, you know guys like Zion on the Pelicans, I think he's kind of established himself as like the number one on that team for sure. And he has been looking really good. So I think if he continues this level of play, he'd surprise people, make a second team, all yeah, NBA. I've been an Ingram hater for a long time, but I got to – Yeah, me too. Except at this point, he's definitely proved to be a max guy. Um, I think his biggest competition against making one of these teams is how many games they can win and the fact that he plays with Zion because Zion is like his own entity. But both went a little bold. I actually honestly like your pick better than Paul George after what happened on – whatever night they lost like that. But anyways, center, um, I went with Embiid here. I just think you know, the center position being is what it is. He's a lock to make one of these teams as long as he stays healthy. And uh, the Sixers are going to be a good team. So kind of makes sense for him to be in there. Yeah, it makes sense. I went with Jokic, you know, for all the reasons you said. Great offensive player, you know, going to have Nuggets top three seed, I bet. So pretty easy pick there for me. Yep. All right, it's third team guards. Uh, I went with Kyrie for one of them. Uh, I just think he's looked really good through the first couple of games for Brooklyn. Uh, I don't think he's going to sit as often as Durant is. I think he'll play enough games to be in a position. Uh, and if they keep playing the way they have, he could definitely rise higher than third team. But you'd, it's pretty hard to leave him off this list in any way and then for the second guard there's a lot of names that I considered 
the one I eventually landed on, I'm just kind of banking on him having a good season and winning the most games of his career, and that's Devin Booker. I think having Chris Paul there with him make his life a lot easier, and I think all of his numbers, his shooting, everything's just going to go up for him. I think if the Suns are good enough, he can be in that conversation to be an All-NBA type of player. So I don't know if that is necessarily going to happen, but I think it would be interesting to see him on an All-NBA team. So he was my second guard there. Yeah, I like that one. I went with Kyrie, too, as my first one because I think he's looked really good in those first three games. And even if he does sit, I think, like, if he keeps up this level of production, he'll definitely be it probably considered at least for a second team, but I didn't see him dropping any lower than third team All-NBA. And this one, the second one was hard. I was going to put Curry, but just considering the fact that like Golden State's really been like blown out mm-hmm. in those first two games and, you know, took a game winner to win their last game against, I think they played like Chicago or like a pretty relatively easy team. I couldn't put them there just because I don't think they'll be that great of a team. I went bold again. I went with Donovan Mitchell. I think he's, you know, really breaking out. Like everyone knew he was good, but I think so far this year he's looked really good and he looked good in the bubble. So I think he'll kind of continue that. And I think the Jazz will kind of creep up into a nice spot in the West. And I think if they can get far enough, people would give him the nod. But it was definitely a tough one because I thought about Curry. I thought about Booker. I thought about Beal. But like Beal, I couldn't just because I don't think the Wizards are good enough. And I mean, I could see Booker as well, but I think Chris Paul, I think will get more acknowledgement maybe than Booker because I think Chris Paul really like changes how that offense runs. It's not just like Booker shooting threes. So yeah. it's hard to give him the nod. Yeah. Uh, so forwards for me, I had a lot of trouble trying to pick the forwards here. Um, Jason Tatum was a name I considered, but I was kind of going back and forth. So I think the Celtics might not have a great regular season, which makes it harder for him. Uh, so the first one, I ended up landing on Chris Middleton. Um, and a lot of people think like he's overvalued. Some people think he's undervalued. I think if you just watch the Bucks, like there's a lot of times where he looks like their best player. He looks like he can do pretty much anything and everything he wants to. I think his numbers are always going to be there. We know the Bucks are going to win a lot of games. Uh, he's been an all-star, so I think him making a jump to all-NBA isn't out of the realm of possibility. So I went with him. And then the second forward spot, it's got to be one of Kawhi or Durant. I didn't pick one specifically because they're both going to sit. Hope they both stay healthy. I know I took that weird, ugly shot to the face the other night. It looked like he just got out of a boxing match when he was coming up from that. But I think whoever kind of plays more games out of them is going to get this spot. And if either of them get right and they don't really sit at all, they may jump up to first team, second team, whatever it may be. But Middleton has one, And then, like I said, Leonard or Durant, kind of based on who can be on the court more for the second forward spot for me. Yeah, this was a tough one. First one, I put Tatum just because I think he hasn't even shown what he's fully capable of yet this season. I think when he puts it all together, he'll have a uh, resume worth being put on one of these teams. And like you said, the regular season will definitely matter. 
I think once we get Kemba back to, I think our, obviously our record will improve enough if we can just be in like a top four seed in the East, he should get it. Um, second one, second one was a tough one, but I had to go with Kawhi just because like you said, I think just how good he is, it's hard for me to kind of keep him off, even if he kind of, you know, sits or whatever. Uh, the 50 piece didn't help, but at least he didn't play in it. I think when he's fully healthy though, you know, people will always vote him regardless just because they know how good he is and they don't want to leave him off. Yeah. Was your center for your third team was Embiid? Yeah, I went with Embiid. Yeah. It would be between him and Towns, but I think the Sixers are a lot better, so I think he'd get the nod. Yeah. I went a little different with center. Um, my head tells me – I didn't write him down, but I think Rudy Gobert is probably going to find his way onto third team. Uh, I think he's been there a couple times before. It's not, like, most exciting player to watch, but it, you can't really deny the impact he makes defensively, and the Jazz are always going to be a good team. But I actually put on my list – I put Bam down. Um, I think Bam is quickly rising to be one of the better centers in the NBA. Um, he's not, like, a huge stats guy all the time, and Miami's upper tier but not, like, an elite team, so I don't know if he'll make his way onto all-NBA team. but. I'd like to see that happen. Um, I don't know, like, if you think you'd prefer to see Bam on an all-NBA team over Gobert. I don't know what you think there. I mean, I, I like Bam a lot. He definitely has the potential, too. It's just, like, it's hard making it when you're kind of rising. Obviously, he's really good, but at the end of the day, like, a lot of the voters, like, people, like, argue they don't watch basketball, right? They just kind of pick, like, who they know. And I think it's hard to kind of go over guys like Embiid, Jokic, Davis. I don't know if Davis is the center, right? But it's hard to be picked over those guys because voters see someone like Embiid and they'll just be like, they'd vote him over Bam any day, regardless of, you know, the stats or whatever. But I'd like to see Bam over Gobert because I think Gobert might be better defensively, but Overall, like, I think Bam has a lot more upside because he's almost as good defensively. I think he's really underrated. He's a great shot blocker and can defend on the perimeter. And on offense, I think he just offers a lot more upside than Gobert. Yeah. Real quick before we finish, one guy I thought about at the guard position, too, was John Morant. Um, It was unfortunate to see him go down last night. That looked like a pretty bad – hopefully just a sprain. I know they said – the initial test came back clean, so I hope he's all right. But if he's not an all-NBA guy this year, he's going to be pretty soon because he can do some pretty special things. I think once the Grizzlies get healthy, too, they might be in contention for a play-in tournament. But we'll get to all that yeah. stuff in the second half of the season. Yeah, they just need a better record. Um, he definitely has a talent. I just, I just worry that people kind of view him as like a Westbrook almost because mm-hmm. like that's obviously his comparison. And when you're on a team like Memphis, right, they're not talented by any means. Like, he needs he needs more help to be on one of these teams. But, like, absolutely in the future, right, when, like, more of these guys get older, retire, I think, like, Jaw has a pretty clear path to, like, even go as far as first team. Right. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us today. Um, hopefully we'll be back next Monday or on a Tuesday this week to see if that changes. But – Either way, we will be back, and we'll see where the Celtics are at. they got a lot of games in the next two weeks, a couple of back-to-backs in there. 
you like the um, travel to a city and play two games in it? It's kind of like a mini series. I actually don't mind it. Seems like it kind of. I like it. I like it because even though you're playing the same team, I think it's the NBA's way of trying to limit right travel, yeah. right? Because they don't want teams going on planes, try to risk the spread of COVID. Because you see Houston, right? Houston was freaking. They had nobody. Yeah. Around to play, so. I think it's Adam Silver's way of kind of just being like, all right, let's limit travel. Let's get our games in and, you know, move on to the next set of games, basically. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. Small sacrifice to have the full season. Yeah, that's right. All right, we'll catch you guys all next week.